0: Pedro, thank you so much for your time, man. You're a, a family man, an author, entrepreneur, and founder of the 100X Academy. It's an honor to be able to talk to you today, man. I appreciate it.
1: Same. Looking forward to it, Eric. Uh,
0: I've uh, followed you for a while online because I'm a Jesus follower. I'm an entrepreneur. And the message that you have for 100X really was intriguing to me. For those who don't know what 100X Academy is, could you give us the lowdown of what that is?
1: Yeah. it's 100X Academy is it's something that I did not actually try to create on purpose, okay. which kind of sounds weird to say. But it literally, what it really is, it's basically, it's, it's it's kind of. I went out and I just asked the question: Was there anyone else kind of like me? Because I've felt so alone for so long, as um, you know, being in in, 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 in the spiritual community and in, in, in my church and in my local churches, which and which I love my local church. I have I have some amazing friendships there. I have an amazing spiritual community I'm part of. But I'm really kind of more ambitious than most people in my spiritual community. I don't have a lot of entrepreneur friends that I met there. So I didn't really fully ever feel like I fit in just with my church friends. And then, and then when it came to marketing and business entrepreneurship, I love. I have so many friends there, and all these great events I go to. And unfortunately, I I didn't see a lot of God. I didn't see a lot of purpose. I saw just a lot about. I saw a lot of money chasing and and all about building empires and pride and ego. And didn't see a lot of substance behind that. And so I'm like, man, like. So I never really felt I could be myself there either. So 100x is basically where we are. We're a group of people. Who love God, who are passionate about the Lord, passionate about the kingdom, and at the same time love business, love entrepreneurship, have big goals and big dreams, and don't want to be shy about that. Don't want to have to, like, you know, kind of be quiet or dumb down our, our success and our ambition. So... It's 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 literally what I think is the best of these two worlds. It's the best of entrepreneurship, um, where it's it's the best of entrepreneurship training, marketing training, what's working right now to build businesses, and it's the best of, of Kingdom Revelation and prophetic training on how to hear God for yourself combined in one package. An amazing community, and it's it's just kind of taken off, man. As you've kind of seen, it's, it's, yeah. it's really special. It really is.
0: That's awesome. You mentioned on your website, you've got these guys who are like prophetic partners that have been a huge foundation or a huge part of yeah. the foundation of 100X. Uh, what does it mean to be a prophetic partner?
1: Yeah. So the prophetic is basically, it's in the Bible. It's, it's been, I mean, there's, there's prophets in the, I mean, there's whole books in the Bible, prophets. Isaiah was a prophet, right? I mean, Elijah was a prophet. Elijah was a prophet. Like, there's whole book, a prophet, like there's this whole. Bo- I mean, so there's this whole idea of pr- this idea of a person being a prophet, right? So a prophet is basically, or the thing about a, even the prophetic is just someone who hears God. And really, all of us should be prophetic. All of us who who are following the Lord, who have relationship with God, my sheep hear my voice, said Jesus, right? So mm. prophetic is just being able to tap in, hear God for yourself. Or maybe for others. So I have a lot of friends and and who are highly prophetic, and God will re- God will reveal things to them about me, about my life, about 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 the call of my life. Yeah. And so we have stewarded those words very well, and 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 um and and so they've helped us give us direction. Prophetic, the prophetic can can give you direction or clarity of assignment, purpose. And it can just encourage you. But what makes Hunter X very special is that it's not just kingdom training it's not just entrepreneurship that's great but we have the best in class i believe kingdom training on what on how the kingdom operates kingdom teaching on actual you know what it, what does that mean the kingdom how does that operate how, how do i how do i work with this kingdom's concept right then we have best in class marketing and training on sales and facebook ads and funnels and all that stuff but then we have all of that is cloaked and wrapped in this prophetic Holy Spirit led context. And um and that's what makes it like super sweet and super rich. And that's what makes it that's what makes it unlike anything I've ever seen in the world, you know? And uh and you know, Holy Spirit is our helper. It's that that's yeah. that he's the helper. He's you know, and so like we just so when you think prophetic, think about you can also think about just being able to tap in and, and where Holy Spirit has been given liberty to speak yeah. and lead you know
0: absolutely when did you realize that you wanted to be an entrepreneur
1: i would say like it was i, I was i was older i mean i was oh, okay. already i had a wife i had kids i was i was in the corporate world and okay. i was getting bored with my job man to be honest just my job was getting boring i was tired <laughs> of commuting yeah i'm like you know like you get a rate you know your raise is like oh you got a five percent raise this year i'm like Really, that's it? Like, that's nothing, right? So like, I wanted to see my income grow faster than, and so I'm like, well, I guess I gotta just do my own thing. And so I got into real estate, and real estate was my path out of corporate. I became a real estate appraiser, and I became a real estate broker, came a real estate loan officer then so real estate was my way out of the corporate world and then we went on to do full-blown financial planning and then of course now you know the last 12 plus months we're running Hunter x teaching you know entrepreneurship and marketing to kingdom people all over the world
0: Wow I would love to know what is your greatest skill or asset
1: mm-hmm. well I would say there's a okay so a couple of things one is I think so there's skills mm-hmm. there's this there's skills and then there's gifts
0: Yes. Okay. Absolutely.
1: So, I think one of my best skills is communicating. Like being an yeah. effective communicator, a passionate communicator, a communicator that like can grab someone's and really kind of just pull them in, you know. And so yeah. I would say like my greatest skill is communicating and marketing. I mean, I'm a marketer, okay? Yeah. My greatest gift, I believe, is is um, I feel like I have a gift of get ga- there's a I have like a gathering I'm like a gift of evangelism and gathering. Mm-hmm. So that not I I it's not hard for me to gather people, right? right? Like we're going to have like 7, 800 people at our conference like next week. We've only okay. been around for a year, a little over a year. There are companies who've been around for 20, 30 years that never have events that large and we're doing we're doing big 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 events or then our first 12 months of being around. Wow. Like that's a gift on my life is to gather people and, and pull people together and and like that's just a gift. So that's probably yeah. one of my greatest gifts, which is a god-given kind of thing. Yeah. And then and then there's the skill set I've developed, which is communicating and marketing.
0: Okay. Awesome. And for those who want to be an entrepreneur, they're not really sure where to start. What do you suggest?
1: Well, one is like one is why do you want to be an entrepreneur? Okay. Yeah. And because you don't have to be you don't have to be a quote unquote like you don't have to be an, an entrepreneur to be entrepreneurial.
0: Yes, that's true. Okay,
1: entrepreneurship is a state of mind. Yes, it's a mindset. It's a heart posture. It's not just how you get paid. Right. So you can have an entrepreneurial spirit and be an employee that's and true. work for a company, but you but you have an entrepreneurial spirit about yourself. So you're you're solution oriented. You're looking to always help and add value. You're you're, you're, you're not doing the minimum. You're, you're, you're looking for ways to serve and help. And, and so I think all believers, all Christians, all people who are in the kingdom should have an entrepreneurial spirit about them. Whether you work for a company or you work for yourself, it doesn't matter. So to me, you should not have an employee mindset in the kingdom because if you're in the kingdom, you're actually part of a family. You're in the family business jesus said didn't you know i'd be about my father's business so if you're saved in the kingdom you should be about our father's business which means you're in the family business which means why are you having an employee mindset if you're in the family business now and if you're working somewhere for a company you should be working there as unto the lord which means you still should be having and more a more of a zealous entrepreneurial spirit about you than just an employee mindset check-in, clock-in, clock-out kind of mindset. Yeah. So I think one is get your mind right about like entrepreneurship is about solving solving problems. It's about being a solution. It's about adding value. It's about being resourceful. It's about being creative. All those things you can be anywhere, regardless of how you get paid. But if you want to, but if you want to be a classic kind of entrepreneur and be on it, like on your own, do your own thing. Then I mean, gosh, there's so many places to start. I mean, obviously if you're if you're a believer, if, I mean if you're a believer and you wanna build a business that expands the kingdom and you wanna build it on kingdom values, kingdom principles, um, I mean if you want the shortcut and fast track, it's us. I mean, hands down, yeah. we've got the I mean, we have the best training out there for people that really wanna build their life and business on kingdom principles. And I don't know why you wouldn't. Right. Kingdom principles work everywhere all the time. I'm like this is this is the legal shortcut like when you have when you have the wisdom of god which we can appropriate the wisdom of god and the ways of god through learning his kingdom methods and principles like why would you not want to partner and build up on that versus the trial and the error that the world offers so but you know there's 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 some decent stuff out there as well you know um i've learned a lot from russell brunson um you know i've learned a lot from russell i've learned a lot from man there's just i can name a long list of people but russell's probably my, my my main kind of marketing mentor now. I'm part of his inner circle, you know, but Jay Abraham is a great place to learn about business. Um, Seth Godin has a good book on marketing, you know, Seth Seth Godin has written some good books, but uh, but Russell Brunson, you know, with his expert secrets, expert secrets, really is kind of put together in a couple of books, a very good foundation for how to think about entrepreneurship, especially yeah. online marketing.
0: Right. Absolutely. I wanted to shift a little bit to the financial side of things. You said you kinda of came from that side of things and yeah. you know, you hear you hear of people who are you know, when they, they win the lotto or they come across money from a death in the family or something like that and then they just go blow it. When someone comes into money, what's the in your opinion, what's the best plan of uh
1: action for them? Well, people that come into money it it's it's it tends to not go well, right? Because True. money causes money puts pressure on you. Yes. So not having enough money puts pressure. And then when you have all this extra money too much money if you will which sounds crazy i can have too much money when you have more money than you know what to do with that creates pressure yeah. and so I would say if you come into if you've come into sums of money through it through inheritance or whatever, I would do nothing. I would literally do nothing for like six months. Gotcha. I would literally do nothing. I would be focused on education. I would be starting to get some books, get some mentors, get people around you pretty quickly. Don't make any loans to family. Don't be doing stuff like like don't <laughs> don't go buy a Bentley. Like yeah. for the next six months. Become a student, hardcore student, and get a mentor or two. I've seen people just do really rash decisions—not just stupid stuff, but like go buy buildings because they thought, "Oh, I—I—I I, I, I should buy a building," and they bought in the wrong market. Like, <laughs> right. so just, just. Just take your time, become a student. Recognize you do not know. Recognize that you got money that you don't know how to get. Like you, you weren't involved with creating this wealth. So now, because you didn't, you didn't create it, you have no idea how to manage it, steward it. So just be honest about that. Stay humble. Go get and go get a ment, go get some mentors and get get some teachers.
0: Yeah, awesome. Now you wrote a book called The Finished Life, and you mentioned the identity is of significant importance you know, and into living that finished life. But what did you mean by that?
1: Yeah, so in the finished life, I I spent five, almost five years in the Gospels, in the four Gospels, Wow. and I was fascinated with looking at the life of Jesus from a human perspective, right? Of course, he's Jesus, he's God, and he was was God, is God. But when he walked the earth, Eric, he walked the earth as a man. He was fully God, but at the same time, fully man, which means when Jesus walked the earth, he walked the earth just like you and I right now today. No difference. So my 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 curi- my whole life growing up as a kid and a young adult, like I just wanted my life to matter. Mm-hmm. I just wanted my life to matter. I, that's all I wanted. I, was, I don't want to live and just live. Like I want to live and know that my life mattered for something. Right. So I've always I've always been wired for impact, even though as a, even as a young kid. And you look at the life of Jesus, like historically speaking there's it's unde, it's it's undeniable like the human life the historical human life of Jesus of Nazareth mm-hmm. hands down the most impactful life ever lived yes. i mean i mean that, that's not that's not me as a christian saying that that's just that's just historically factual right right Yep. Now I'm like, how does this guy? How does this guy? Two thousand plus years ago, no cars, no telephones, no technology, and basically thirty-three years, three years of public work and ministry, changed the world forever. Yeah. In three years, like it's it doesn't even make sense. Right. So I'm like, there must be some clues. Like, how did he do? Like, because he was a man, he didn't do it as God. He did. Hear, hear, hear this. He didn't do it as God. Like, well, he's God. He no, he did that as a man. So I wanted to know, like, how did he do that? What was that? So I did all this research, read a bunch of books, four or five years in the Gospels, three, four hours a day in the Gospels. And I took hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pages of notes. And I looked at all of these different principles and ideas, and it boiled it all down to there was three things that Jesus, his life was marked by. One, he was marked by perfect revelation of his identity. He knew who he was. Yeah. He, he 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 had perfect revelation of his sonship to the Father. He he was perfectly connected to his Father, and there was never a fracture. There was never any any. There was never any lack of clarity. No identity crisis. He knew who he was. He knew why he was here. He knew his what his purpose was. He knew exactly why he was here and what he was here to do. Clarity of purpose. You know who he was. He knew why he was here, and then he moved in power because the way that he lived. The way he taught what he, how he his whole life what he did and believed was built on kingdom principles. So he knew who he was, identity. He knew why he was here, purpose, and he moved in power because he functioned and lived his life. And so the finished life unpacks. It's called it's called the finished life. An adventure into identity, purpose, and power. And it's basically about like how how we can begin to make massive impact through understanding and learning the ways of Jesus, the ways, yeah. the yeah. ways, the methods, the systems. How we did relationships. How we did how we communicated. All uh, right, and and different and different high leverage kingdom principles and keys that we can begin to partner with. Gotcha.
0: How did you come to know the Lord? At a funeral. At a funeral. Okay. Okay. I got
1: to say that at a funeral. 28 years old. Wow. 20 years old. I got to say that at a funeral because this friend of ours who was dying of cancer, breast cancer, she was probably at that time, maybe 30 years old. She had fought cancer twice. This came back a third time. She was about, she didn't want to fight anymore. She was done with the chemo, all that stuff. So she's about to widow her husband. She's about to die and not raise two kids. One was, I think, eight. One was like six. Wow. Worst case scenario, right? Yeah, yeah. So, and they happen to be Portuguese. I'm Portuguese. So we, we knew about this to the Portuguese community. So I went to the house to kind of pay my respects and go see her and just kind of, console the husband before she died. She's literally on her deathbed, right? So I pull up to the house, and there's all these cars outside. Now I'm like, oh, I guess all the other Portuguese you know, friends and people are here. Yeah. I go inside the house. There's people everywhere, Eric. There's people doing homework with the kids. Someone's cooking in. someone's making food in the kitchen. Someone's mm-hmm. doing laundry. People walking around praying. And like, there's just all of these people. there like really su- supporting and helping. And I'm looking at these people. I'm like, I don't recognize any of them. I'm like, these aren't, the, these aren't our Portuguese friends from the Portuguese community. Yeah. I'm like, who are these people? So I'm like, hey, is Joe here? They're like, yeah, he's upstairs. So I go up and I find Joe. I said, Joe, man, I'm so sorry, bro. I can't. This is terrible. I'm so sorry. He's like, yeah, man, it's sucks uh, whatever. And I'm like, Joe, who are all these people? He said, oh, this is our church family. Wow. I'm like, church family? What's a church family? He said, these are all of our friends from church. I was like very confused. I'm like, I'm like, I go to church. (laughs) I'm like, I go to church. I don't think any people from my church would be doing this at my house. I'm thinking like, this is very strange. So that kind of, that kind of got me thinking like, what is this about? Then I went to go into the room to see his wife, Lizette, who is dying. Her body is shutting down. Like she's not going to make it, right? Like, Short of a miracle, like she's, oh, she's, she's lit. She knows she's going to die. She, like this is the worst case. I walk into the room and I look at her, and her body is shutting down, and she's laying there, and all I, all I can feel coming off of her is this peace, wow, peace, and like this, just like joy, and there's, love. she almost was radiating. But she's not even dead yet. And I'm thinking like, what the heck is going, my mind is being scrambled. I'm like, this is terrible. Like she's about to die and not raise these kids. And she's the most peaceful person in this whole place. So I let, I got in the car, I got left to call my wife. I said, I said, babe, I don't know what I just saw. She's like, what are you talking about? I said, I don't know. I came to this house, I said, here's what I know. If I, if you were dying, if you were dying, I would want all the support. That I just saw Joe have. Yes. If you were gonna die, I would want all that family and support around me. And if that was me dying, I want that peace. Right, yeah. I don't know what this is, but the first time it's ever offered to me, I'm gonna say yes. Hmm. I told my wife that on the phone, on the drive home. Wow. She died a couple days later, funeral a couple of days later. The pastor gave an altar call at the funeral, and that altar call. But he 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 he, get, he you know there was no altar call to come forward, but he offered salvation. I put my hand in the air. I prayed the prayer. I got saved at 28 years old at a funeral. Wow,
0: man, what a testimony, man! That is. And then
1: and then I got I bought my first Bible. Okay. Now mind you, I was born and raised Catholic. I went to Catholic school for 12 years.
0: Okay. Wow.
1: I went to private Catholic school for 12 years. Never owned a Bible. Was never told to even get a Bible or read a Bible. <laughs> So now I got saved at 28. I go buy a Bible. It's right here. It's the first Bible I ever bought. It's this light I mean the thing's been through everything, right? Look at this thing. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> falling apart, the seams all blown out, right? I get a Bible, I go to church. And then the pastor gives another and gives another altar call at ch- Sunday service. I do it again to make sure it's stuck. So I sure. I come I come forward and I get saved in church again. We do it again. And didn't know anybody there. Just turned out that Joe, the husband happened to be there. Wow. So he came up and put his, you know, was there and prayed with me and well, I went by myself. My my wife didn't want to go. She thought I was crazy. She she everyone thought I was kind of crazy. You know, we're kind of like from a you know Portuguese. We're Catholic. That's what we do. So like it's kind of a strange thing to do. And by myself went to church and and it's kind of fire for God, man. Like right, started doing just church planning in Mexico and just kind of I'm kind of like an all in kind of guy. Either I'm in or I'm not. You know. Right. Yeah. And I just saw. I saw with my own eyes, man. I saw it. Yeah. I'm wow. like, this you know, I saw I saw I saw stuff I I saw something that didn't make sense in the natural. So Yeah, man, that was 14, 16, um, yeah, 16 years ago.
0: That is awesome, man. Thank you so much for sharing that story. That's a great story, man. And man, just amazing to hear all that transition for you. I had a few fun questions for you. Who inspires and motivates you?
1: Who inspires and motivates me? So of course, like I have people I'm learning from. I don't draw motivation from that per se. I'm just chasing after God, man. I'm just trying to do, I'm literally just, I just want, his best for my life, like yeah. I don't really need to be raw, would up, you know. Right. I've been inspired by been by amazing lives. Like I'll tell you one name, Heidi Baker. Okay. You might not know who she is. Maybe you do. I don't know. Like Heidi Baker. I spent 30 years in Africa as a missionary in Mozambique, like, and what God's done through her life. And and she's changed the country. Like, wow. the, it, it was one of the most poorest countries on the planet was Mozambique. And, like, single-handedly by going there 20-plus years ago and just being faithful there, like, she's kind of raised the standard of living for an entire nation. Wow. Right? I mean, yeah. what she's done in that country. And, and, I mean, so, like, Mama Heidi inspires me, like, just seeing people who are just Surrender would just say yes to God and just you know, what I mean so that I'm, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm most kind of people inspire me Sure um, yeah. You know as far as motivation I think like I think who I think who motivate me is the people I serve Yeah, my our 100x community like I'm motivated just to continue to show up and serve them every day And just do as much as I can for them how you know just to be, be as much as I can for them, serve, you know, my kids, yeah. my wife, kids, you know, but it's more of an internal. I think you gotta be careful about drawing too much motivation from external factors.
0: Yes. You know,
1: yep. and the kingdom is inside out. So it's gotta start in here, man. If it don't start in here, it's probably not gonna, it's not gonna last.
0: Right. I agree. You know, I'm a music guy. What, do you have a favorite band or a favorite type of music that you listen to?
1: Man, I play bass. Okay. So I love nice. music. So, man, I love all kinds of music, but I love, I love, I grew up as a kid on like hip hop, you know, okay. and rock. Nice. So, I mean, you know, when I'm at the gym, it's, you're going to get, you're going to get, it's going to be a lot of like either like, uh, I like I like yeah. the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Audio Slave, Rage Against the Machine, you know, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Then yeah. I like, you know, then I like hip hop, okay. uh, the new hip hop, you know, you know um, reggae, love reggae, you know. I even and there's even some country stuff I like these days too now, right? You know, so right. I just like good music. I just like music that has like a like I want to feel the soul of the music. So yes. if if it has a good if it has a good if there's a good, if there's a, if there's like a if I could feel the heart of the music. I'm going to like it, you know?
0: Yeah. But I'm pretty
1: diverse in my musical tastes. Awesome.
0: Uh, Last question for you. As an entrepreneur, this question always comes up, but does it take money to make money? No. No. Okay. Yeah, absolutely.
1: I agree. I mean, money helps. Sure. Like money, you need money. I mean, yeah, I guess because... I need a cell phone, right? Sure. I need a computer. So I mean, a se- I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess, right? Yeah. I mean, but like if you, if you have a computer and a cell phone, you're good, you can start. Yep. If you got those things, you can start and launch a business, okay, yes. without yes. tons of money. So, and then, and then you can just reinvest back in your business off of what you're earning. So no, you don't need a lot. Of- in fact, sometimes having money hurts your business because yeah. you just throw money at stuff. And yeah. don't think about a more a, a better resourceful kind of way to solve problems. So yeah. Everybody has what they need to get to from where they are to where they need to go. Yes. God that's is right. not God has not left anybody without anything. Every single one of us has something in our hand that we have access to and we can multiply to go from step one to step two, to step three. Yes. So you don't need a ton of money to get started. That's why I love that's why I love entrepreneurship, online marketing. Yeah, you can you can yeah. you can go you can go neighbor you can go mow your neighbor's lawn. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Just, hey, can I mow your lawn? Sure. Well, where's your lawnmower? And they use his own use his own lawnmower to mow his own <laughs> lawn. I mean, <laughs> like. Dumb. There's so many. I mean, there's so many ways to make money that you don't need a bunch of money right now. Right. Uh, yeah. I
0: agree. Well, cool, man. I also want to give you an opportunity to give a shout out to anybody that's on your team, family, your conference, your book, anything like that. The floor is yours, Pedro.
1: Yeah. So, guys, if you if if you're if you're liking this conversation and you're you're seriously into your faith and 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 growing in God and having a very you know kingdom minded business, you really can't afford to miss our conference. It's it's epic, and you can come in person. Or grab the live stream that's at www.100xconference.com. Do that, and then if you can learn more about us at www.100xacademy.com, and um, you can grab all kinds of free tools there about how to do this. And uh, being a kingdom entrepreneur, man, is one of the greatest joys of my life. Like, this like there's nothing cooler than getting to co create, solve the world's problems with God, you know, right? Um, and that's what we do. And God wants to do business with his sons and daughters. Like, this is on the heart of God. He wants to prosper his kids by doing things with them to solve problems and add value to the world that you live in. So it's uh, it's awesome, man.
0: So cool, man. It's an honor to talk to you. I'm fired up, man. I'm ready to go and and go to that conference right now, man. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for taking the time, man. I appreciate it. No problem. Dude, I thought we were going to talk some MMA, man. Right, yeah, MMA, come on. Who wins, <laughs> Nate, Nate Diaz or, or Masvidal?
1: Oh, my God.
0: Um, <laughs> I t- well, Masvidal. Masvidal, okay, okay.
1: Masvidal should win.
0: Yes, yeah. He's
1: been the busier, more active fighter, even though, like, we don't really know, like, that Ben Askren knockout was kind of, I don't want to say it was a fluke, because he says he practiced that, and he, he was a strategy. Yeah. But... We don't. We don't, We didn't learn anything in that fight, really. You know. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. But, for Sure, man. But but it's, it's hard to go against Nate. I'm, a, I'm I'm from California, and Nate's you know even though he's not super active, he still he still trains a lot. But yeah. But I'm man. I'm a big UFC fan. That's that's my only hobby, really. I work.
0: Watching UFC. I work. Yeah, sure. And yeah. then I
1: sleep. I hang out with my family, and I watch UFC. Like I don't have hobbies. I don't play golf. I'm not. Yeah. I don't have a poker night. Like right? my. What do you do for fun? I watch UFC and I eat pizza. Like that's my fun. <laughs> That's awesome. Very well, nice. cool, man. Well, dude, I it's it's it was fun to be on the show, even though my beard game is zero. Like, okay. dude, like I can't even grow I can't even grow anything. Like, I'm still like I'm waiting for puberty to come in. Okay. Can't grow a beard, you know? I'm like, man, I got I'm on the Bearded Biz podcast. I don't have a beard. How's it gonna work? But right, yeah. You made the exception I, for me. I appreciate it. <laughs> absolutely. I need to put that
0: in the the, the subtitle. No beards required because I've been asked that a couple times now. <laughs> That's awesome. Cool, bro. Thank you so much for your time. It's been an honor. I'll be praying for you and praying for your conference and your speakers, man. And and making sure that goes well for you.
1: Thanks so much man, appreciate it. Guys, thank you so much for
0: hanging around. Really appreciate it. If you'd like to see more videos from Top Rated MMA and the Bearded Biz Show, please click the playlist and also hit subscribe to our channel. Become part of the Top Rated MMA and Bearded Biz community. We would really appreciate your support. Also, please leave a comment below. I will read and respond to all of them. Thank you so much. Have an awesome day.